Oh no, that's how we're starting? Uh, I guess so. Hello, beautiful people. I'm Georgia Bridgers, and this is On My Mind. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but man, am I excited to find out. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Georgia Bridgers, and welcome back to On My Mind. Uh-oh. The ego just crept in and said, you're being fake. We're going to push through. God, why is it that whenever I'm excited to do something, I get started to do it, and then the ego is like, ooh, you suck, you're fake, you're a poser, stop trying, don't try, don't do anything, (laughs) never learn and grow. It feels extremely uncomfortable, and my chest is starting to get tight, but I'm going to fucking push through because I want to do this. Here I am. We're back, baby. Hi, everyone. Oh, my heart. Oh, am I going to start crying now? I'm just going through like all the stages of emotion. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so excited and it feels really, really right this time. Well, I I feel like not, that didn't, hmm, that didn't feel proper saying that. Um, I, I feel ready. I feel, I don't know, such an energetic shift in myself lately. And I find that I'm, I'm struggling so hard to put this to words because it is such a feeling. Maybe I can describe the feeling. I feel a magnet in my, in my chest, like in my rib cage, in my heart, pulling me towards the things that are meant for me. It might be at a slow pace, but it is such a visceral feeling that I just know it is right. I know I'm supposed to be getting back into my podcast right now. Even if my ego was like, do you know? Well, you know what? Maybe I don't know, but I feel like I want to do it. So I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust my body. So much has happened. So much has changed. It's been six months since I last posted. I last posted an episode in March. It is now September of 2022. I am 24 years old now. (laughs) just kidding I'm so excited about being 24 it's one of the first times that like turning an age has felt proper I feel like I'm 24 I am ready to be in my mid-20s it feels really cool I still feel young I am young what the fuck that's one thing that LA has kind of uh living here for the past year And being in the entertainment industry, it's easy to think you're an old hag at 22. So I'm pushing that out of my mind because I don't give a fuck. But yeah, I'm 24 now. I've been living in Los Angeles for one year and three months. Wow. 15 months. You know how new moms like to just say the age of their children in months. No judgment. I'll be doing the same thing. (laughs) I'm 15 months old in Los Angeles. (laughs) Gross. I have now been in my acting classes for over a year and I just started taking master class at my studio, which is the highest level class you can be. 
So that's been fun for the ego to try and take me down on that note. I haven't really acted in anything yet. I've been acting up for the past couple months, that's for sure. Something's up with the moon. Uh, <laughs> but I know I'm on the right path. I am currently in between um, social media agencies right now. And I think once I settle down, then I can really figure out the next step to me being paired with the right agent so I can get my ass on the screens in your home. Not my actual ass. Well, if that's necessary, I'll do it. I'll shake my ass for Hulu. <laughs> Speaking of ass, <laughs> I stopped recording my podcast back in March because oh, you guys, I was so depressed and so lost and so anxious. Less depressed now. Still anxious. I just really let my entire ego take over my entire life. I spoke about this briefly in previous episodes, but I, I lost myself. I was acting the way that I thought people wanted me to be instead of just being me. I wasn't making meaningful friendships. I wasn't making meaningful relationships with myself. I wanted to control every aspect of everything. I wanted to control how other people were viewing me. I wanted to control how other people liked me. I was judging the most true parts of myself for people who don't give a fuck about me for lack of better words and you know what I don't <laughs> I've kind of turned into a turned a new leaf I don't care if people don't give a fuck about me to a certain extent of course but in the friendship arena I have kind of had this uh slap in the face where I am not going to put in time, energy, and effort into someone who doesn't want to do the same for me. Everyone says LA is like high school, and I was so reluctant to believe that, but I am kind of here to say that LA is high school. There are so many clicks. I kind of had this realization that I have been, for my entire life, striving to be with the quote-unquote popular girls, the popular group. I did it in grade school, high school, college, and now in my adult life as well. I did a ton of journaling and um, had some pretty big realizations. I think the reason why I tried so hard to be like the top-tier popular people and want to like hang in that crowd and be with them, even if we had like zero things in common and just did not have an enjoyable time hanging out together because I saw how the world treated them and put them on a pedestal, <laughs> put them on a pedestal, treated them with so much more respect. They got so many more things. They seemed more successful in a way. 
And I thought, oh, if I can be like them, if I can be their friend, if I can get them to like me, then I will be a shiny, golden, I don't know, piece of plastic. <laughs> that's what I felt like. It was all fake. I wasn't being the real me. I hate to be that person, but I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Ew, I'm cringing. I'm a weird. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I've just played the game too long of trying to be the perfect, skinny, tall, blonde, funny girl, but not too funny, not gross, not raunchy. Perfect. Small enough for people to be able to digest me than just to spit me out again. Nah, fuck that. I'd rather be larger than life. Don't give a fuck. Gonna be myself. If you don't like it, peace and blessings to you. I'll do my thing. You do your thing. I think I just expected to have close, deep friendships quite quickly. But I, I've noticed that a lot of adult friendships kind of center around alcohol, at least out here in L.A., or maybe, maybe multiple people in your 20s, maybe this is just me, <laughs> or maybe other people have experienced this, but it's like I have my good friends that I can talk to deeply about things that I'm really struggling with, and then I have my friends who I just get drunk with on the weekends. A lot of fleeting party friends, and there's nothing wrong with having party friends, but trying to force those party friendships into something more substantial. Of course that can happen. You know, sometimes you meet people at a party and then that blossoms into true deep friendship. But um, I felt like I was giving a lot of myself to <laughs> wine and cocktail glasses versus actually filling my soul. So that's been super fun and cute and flirty to discover. <laughs> I need some water. I haven't talked this long in God knows how long. Who am I kidding? I can never stop talking. But in all seriousness, I love Los Angeles. I really do. I really love living here. I don't love this heat wave that we just had. I don't necessarily lo love the smog, but um, it feels normal here. It's starting to feel like home. And I'm not scared of that anymore. I used to be scared about Los Angeles feeling like home because I thought that that equated Cincinnati to no longer being home. And Cincinnati will always be home to me. New York City will always be home to me. Everywhere I've ever lived, everywhere I've ever given my soul and like, <laughs> I don't know, grown and learned will be home. Yeah, it will. And right now Los Angeles is home. And it feels really good that it feels like that because, look, I know I just said New York City was home, and it was, but towards the end it did not feel like home and that's when I knew it was time to move on. I've actually been confronted with a lot of feelings about moving lately, physical feelings. This has been one of my like deepest, eye-opening, difficult, um, what's the word? discoveries I've made about myself. But hey, I love a good challenge. No, I don't. I like being the best immediately. Anyway, <laughs> I have been physically moving since 
2011. That is 11 years. 11 years of constantly moving. My parents got divorced. Well, they got separated in 2011. 2011 was when my mom moved out of the house. And that was really hard. It was really hard. I'm going to put a pin in this and come back around to it. Um, Started going back and forth between my mom and dad's house in 2011. My younger sibling, Hope, and I were so young when they got divorced that we wanted to be with our parents all the time. You know, that's what kids want. (laughs) You want to be with your parents at the same time. So we went back and forth every two days and then the whole weekend. So yeah, that was a lot. As we got older, we um, like spaced it out more between like weeks at parents' houses. But um, yeah, in 2016, the day before I moved into my college dorm, we said goodbye to my childhood home, my dad's house. And my dad and my younger sibling, Hope, moved into the house where my stepmom and her kids were living because my dad and well now my stepmom they were just dating at the time got engaged so it was time to become quite blended it was it's so crazy how things come up so much longer down the line i'm so so happy that my dad and stepmom you know, found each other and got together, got married. I love my step-siblings, but it felt like such a punch in the gut to leave our childhood home. That place was so special. (laughs) Me and Hope shared a room, (laughs) literally, from the day Hope was born until I left for college. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) we had the walls painted three different colors. We had blue, purple, and neon green. (laughs) Ah, memories. This is, this is every, all this crying and all this point will be, is, is the point that I'm trying to get to eventually. Oh, we moved out of our childhood home the day before I moved to college, to my freshman college dorm. So I moved into my dorm, but I also was still always 15 minutes away from home. Say, wow, you really expanded your bubble there, Georgia. (laughs) Um, But the thing is with dorms, every break, like you had to leave, you had to move back. So I was there for five months, Christmas break, had to move home, went back for the spring semester. I'm going to let the sirens go by just in case you guys can hear them. But honestly, I spent a lot of time at home during that spring semester because I was really depressed and just also really going through it with friendships. And then I moved back home for summer after my freshman year of college. Once again, going back and forth between houses. Um, But at my dad and stepmom's old house, I didn't really have a room because I didn't live there all the time and the house was quite small and there were seven of us, five children and (laughs) two adults. So my quote unquote bedroom was the basement 
that was also my dad's office. <laughs> so I didn't really get a chance to make that place my own, but my dad, so sweet. He like set up this whole like giant curtain rod across the whole floor of the office. So like I got to feel like I had my own privacy while <laughs> he went down for work at like <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And I was just sleeping on the futon. I actually loved it because I was in the basement and everyone else was on the top floor. So I just got to be loud and it was the only room that had a TV. So I just watched TV all night and ate a bunch of snacks and hid alcohol <laughs> that they found. They found my rum chata. <laughs> no, my Paradise Bay rum. Oh my God, that was so funny. I, I could have sworn they would have never found it, but they found it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back and forth from there. And then my sophomore year of college, I started off by moving into a house on campus with four other girls, friends. So there were five of us in the house. That was my favorite bedroom other than the bedroom at my mom's house and, you know, my childhood bedroom. That was my favorite room I've ever had I think in my entire life. I was on the third floor. The third floor was literally just two rooms. So me and my housemate Kendall, we were the only two on the third floor and oh, I just loved it. My dad and I painted, okay, I say my dad and I, but my dad painted the walls a nice like happy beige color and he installed a new ceiling fan for me and put in a window unit and I got like a bed. I got a pink comforter. I had posters of Harry Styles and Lauren Haraghi on the walls. Oh, I loved it. It was such a happy, happy, happy time in my life. But then, uh, me, I just always have to one up myself. I ran for president of my sorority while I was living in that house and I got it. So I only lived in that house for six months and then I moved into the sorority house. And similarly to the dorms with the sorority house, you had to move out every semester. So 2018, gag me. God, being president of my sorority caused me so much trauma that I <laughs> still have to go to therapy for. I shouldn't say like being president of my sorority caused me trauma. It's the way that like certain people treated me while I was president. Oh God, just not nice people. Um, it's really interesting how your friends treat you when you are in like positions of authority, things like that. I learned a lot <laughs> to say the least. But yeah, so all of 2018, I lived there January through May, moved back home for the summer, moved back in for the fall. And from there on out, all of 2019, my God, you guys, I lived in my very first apartment all by myself for the spring semester of 2019. Fucking loved it. Summer of 2019, I moved to New York City to do an internship and live with my girlfriend fall of 2019 I <laughs> I'm getting there I promise fall of 2019 I got I lived in a studio apartment that I sublet by myself graduated college moved to New York City in December of 2019 
May of 2020, pandemic. Lived in Jersey for a few months at Tori, my girlfriend, her family home. Went to Ohio for a month because I missed my family. Went and stayed at my girlfriend's family's beach house at the time. Moved back to New York City. Stayed there for a year. Moved to Los Angeles. I've now been here for a year. This is the first time in my life that I am not planning a move. Not in my life. This is the first time since 2011. 2011. 11 years of constant, constant, constant moving. Being somewhere else. Planning to be at the next place. Knowing that I'm going to be in a different place further down the road. This whole time, I thought I was working through difficult phases in my life. And you know what? To give myself credit, yes, I have been. But I have not been getting over my deepest traumas. And I thought I was. In reality, I have just been physically moving for so long that my body has not had a chance to process what the fuck has happened in my life. Difficult stuff. I don't want to say happened to me. I want to say happened for me because I know that like life is about learning and growing. I don't, I don't want to be like run over by life. I want to get back up on the horse. Giddy up. <laughs> oh, look at her using humor to deflect. I, I don't want to sit by and watch. Um, but yeah, I have been so confronted with this discovery in Los Angeles, it happened around in March, March, April, May, that spring. I had a fucking breakdown. Every time I would walk into my apartment, I was just like, no, no. Like, I need to redecorate. I need to change things. I need to move things around. I need to da 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 da. I was so uncomfortable in my, my physical reality. But the reality of it was that I was uncomfortable in my emotional state. And instead of working through my emotions, my body had that response that was like, time to move. It's time to move. Everything will be better when it's shiny and new. And that is not the case. For the first time in my life, I don't have to be the perfect older sister I don't have to be the role model for everyone. I can be messy. I don't have to have my shit together. I'm literally sitting <laughs> on a pile of laundry right now, if anyone was wondering, because I haven't put my clothes away yet. I don't have to be strong for everyone. I can sit back and say, oh yeah, I'm glad my parents got divorced. Glad is a, is a weird word. I'm happy that my parents have found true love in their own respects. And by putting themselves first, they therefore gave me and my siblings a better life because we got to see their true souls instead of just faking it to be together for the two of us. But it really sucks. No one wants to see your parents not be together. I mean, I certainly don't want to see my parents together now. <laughs> but I was old enough at the time to see what was going on behind the scenes. 
I remember waking up in the middle of the night and hearing the conversations. God, that was shitty. And I'm allowed to be sad about that. I think like over all these years, I'm like, I've been telling myself like, oh, you're not allowed to be sad because look at how good it is now. And what I'm realizing is my emotions, my grief for the past does not reflect on the joys of today. And in fact, because I (laughs) have not processed these, I've not given myself the grace and the space for these emotions to come up. It's just been hurting me this whole time. And I'm not just talking about my parents' divorce. God, no. This is so many things over the years. Yeah, sure, it started with my parents' divorce. Expanded into losing friendships and experiencing heartbreak. Serious heartbreak while I was coming out. And because for the first time in my life, I'm not, why do I keep saying for the first time in my life? feels like for the first time in my life. (laughs) Because I'm physically settled. Yeah, it's all coming back up. So I've decided to let it out. Be a fucking open door for it. Be a vessel. Because I don't want to hold these things in anymore. I want to give them a big hug. Say thank you. Say thank you to younger me. (laughs) Tell her she doesn't have to hold so much on her shoulders. God, she's fucking strong. I don't feel very strong right now, but I don't want to feel strong. I just want to be open. Being open does not correlate to weakness. I don't think I'm weak. I'm resilient. Being resilient does not mean you have to be strong all the time. Being resilient means that you just keep going. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to therapy. <laughs> my, first, <laughs> my first therapy appointment is next week. Is on Monday. It feels good. It feels good to ask for help and to love yourself. Working on the second part. Just kidding. Of course I love myself. I'm so fucking sick and tired of being mean to myself. Hence the therapy. Let's get it. Therapy. Slay. okay i really want in and out yeah i live in los angeles i just really like this place called in and out i don't know if you've heard of it it's like burgers and fries it's really underground not a lot of people know about it (laughs) oh i love you all i'm so excited to be back and thank you for holding space for me don't forget to hold space for yourself too or you'll be like me hot sexy crying at 24 about things that happened when you were 12 (laughs) oh god feels good to be me love you don't forget to be your best self goodbye and stop